We're neighbors in need, and this is Scott Spazano, and uh, I hope you're having a great weekend. I have to, uh, I have to admit, I'm going to learn as much as you today, uh, because I think it's been 20 years since I've had a, 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 some friends whose daughter was afflicted by juvenile diabetes, and this is where I get yelled at. First of all, we want to bring in Sarah Goldstein Post from JDRF. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And what about our friends at uh, Summit Federal Credit Union is all involved with, too. Hi. Plus, we got Luke. He's a superstar. After after this 15 minutes, he's going to be famous. How's that sound? First of all, Sarah Goldstein Post, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having and me. And today, uh, JDRF. Yeah, JDRF um, is uh, was formerly called the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Mm-hmm. And actually, before that, it was just the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation. Right. Why don't I call this any that anymore? <laughs> Why can't I call that, that so, anymore? Well, well, at some point, uh, we added the research um, into the name because that is our primary focus, is mm-hmm. on funding uh, research around type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, we dropped the saying it all out, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, because that was causing a lot of misperceptions in the community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Type 1 diabetes does not just affect kids. So about 84% of people with type 1 are actually adults. And that is because kids grow up, which is great. The technology has made it so that it's no longer the death sentence it was Mm -hmm, um, way back when. Um, But also, actually, there's uh, been an increased um, occurrence of adult diagnosis. So we know people diagnosed as young as nine months and as old as into their 50s and 60s with type 1. My neighbor, um, this has been 20 years, so their daughter's all grown up and happy now. But Mm -hmm. um, how is the diabetes for 20 years ago and treating it and how much we know about it? How much has that changed in the last 20 years? So we still don't know what causes type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's, that's what a lot of the research is around is what causes it. Um, we know it's an autoimmune disorder. So that's mm-hmm. the biggest difference between type 1 and type 2 is that it's, a, it's autoimmune. Um, there are different things that we think trigger it, environmental causes. Um, there is a genetic link, which uh, I'm sure Luke can tell you a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really don't know what causes it, but where there's been a lot of um, improvements over the last 20 years is in the technology. So there's things like insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitors that 20 years ago didn't really exist. Right, in, right. And I remember time. when Eva got her insulin pump. That was like the biggest breakthrough thing was just so... And she hated, you know, getting the injections and all that stuff like that and finally had it hardwired in. Yeah, it makes an amazing, a tremendous hmm. difference um, in the treatment. Luke, what's your story? Um, I got it. <laughs> I got diabetes at 14 months old. Uh-huh. A lot of my family has it, like six people. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how old I, are you now? How old are you? 12 years old. 12 years old? Yep. You're a handsome, well-spoken young man. <laughs> you brought your mom, uh, uh, Jen, in with you, too, and obviously... You know, going through this whole thing with him for such a long time, I'm, much, I'm sure it took a toll on the family a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's definitely, mm-hmm. it definitely is a, a family disease. We, yeah. we always say it doesn't just impact the person that has the diagnosis, it's the entire family. And, you know, Luke's Luke's dad also has type 1 diabetes as mm-hmm. well as his grandfather. Oh, I see. Um, and so we already had a familiarity with the disease itself and the treatment and management of type 1 diabetes. Um, but managing that in an infant at 14 months old looks very different than yeah. managing that as an adult for yourself. Really? I understand. Yeah. And every stage is a completely different uh, hurdle yeah. in terms of management. Adventure. Adventure. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, the, our friends at Summit... Um, you're really devoted to the community, and you do a lot with, with this organization, too, Oh, we right? do. We right? do. And this is uh, Cynthia. 
Hi there. Hey. Uh, yeah, well, um, really the focus of the summit is to support our members. And uh, part of serving our members is to serve our members' community. So strengthening our community is strengthening everybody. It's kind of like the, uh, the t- rising tide with the boats. Sure. So um, we'd like to support those organizations that strengthen the community, and JDRF is certainly one of those. That's great. Now, you guys have been around for a while, right? Oh, yeah, uh, over 75 years. We uh, actually started in 1941 as the credit union for uh, Rochester Telephone. Oh, really? And uh, the summit um, changed its name in 1983 because we had more people coming in from different businesses, different parts of the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been the summit ever since. You guys serve Rochester, Syracuse, and Buffalo now. You guys, um, you do a lot of work with, I understand, like over 200 different organizations throughout the year. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get very involved in, in the various communities where our members live. Um and uh, it's it's really just ingrained in our culture. I think that says a lot in this day and age for when an organization gives back. I mean, everything's, you know, we, we, we all have jobs. There's all businesses here and there. But when you start to give back, it becomes personal. And it becomes very fulfilling when, especially when you're an employee of a place that really supports the community. I mean, in the radio business where, where we are, it's such a great thing to be able to do events with like, you know, any of the charities in Rochester because you get a chance to give back and it comes back to you 10 times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And we, yeah. I mean, we have so many great corporate partners in the community and Summit's yeah. been one of them really heavily involved with our walk um, over the last couple of years. They mm-hmm. sold sneakers in the branches to help we raise do. awareness. Yeah, we do. Um, but mm-hmm. if you've ever seen the little paper sneakers, um, but uh, it's a great way to really to help raise awareness. That's really one of our biggest mm-hmm. um, challenges in Rochester is just raising awareness for what type one diabetes is and mm-hmm. what JDRF is. Honestly, I mean, I was in the dermatologist's office last week. It's a crazy story, but saw this little girl who was wearing a Dexcom, which is a continuous glucose monitor on her okay. arm. I said, you know, mentioned something to her mom and she said, oh, how do you know what that is? And I said, I work for JDRF. Yeah. She actually had no idea what JDRF was and her oh. daughter had type one diabetes. So oh, wow. we, we oh, still, it's, that's really one of our biggest challenges, but that's one of the great things we're working where, with. Where comes like the that. disconnect though? I mean, you've got, okay, doctors diagnosed yep. type one diabetes. Yep. You are a giant organization that is out for the research of that. Where's the disconnect? We're not that giant of an organization. Well, I think that's what it is. You know, I mean, I think in, in Rochester, we're pretty mm-hmm. small. We only have three staff members. Uh-huh. Um, and so we are a pretty small organization, although we are part of a bigger nonprofit. Right, um, right. So that can be, and there's so many amazing nonprofits in Rochester. That sure it's is, hard yeah. to hard to, uh, to compete sometimes, but um, but that's why it's great to have uh, partners like the Summit who help us to get out in the community. See, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, credit unions are nonprofits too. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a community of people who support the community. Right. Okay, yeah. Supporting it kind of goes hand in yeah. glove with, with yeah. the, you know, you guys have that same kind of angle of looking yeah. at things. We do. Yeah, that's fantastic. For those who don't know the difference between type one and type two, um, can you really explain and define yeah, those sure. two things? Yeah, I mean, really, the, like I said earlier, the biggest difference is that type one is autoimmune. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something you're born with. I know that's another misconception. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it something triggers an, a response in your body where um, your pancreas completely stops producing insulin. So that's mm-hmm. the other difference. In type two, your body still produces some insulin 
some insulin or your pancreas does, but not to the level that you would need it. But with type two, you can manage it through diet and exercise. Right. Type right. one, you literally will not survive unless you're getting yourself insulin through either a pump or injections. So I see. That's I see. another um, big difference. Um, and type two, you can, you know, you can manage it. It's just, I mean, one isn't necessarily easier than the other. They're just right. different. Right. Um, but um, people like Luke are kind of doing, still living full lives. I mean, we're really excited. Luke is was actually selected to represent the Rochester chapter at our Children's Congress. Mm-hmm. See, I in, told you you're a rock July. star. He is definitely a rock star. In addition to playing three sports over here, this kid. Really? What, what uh, do you play, Luke? What do you play? Um, I play football, lacrosse, and wrestling. Oh, cool. Excellent. Wow. Yeah, that's those are three different, totally different sports. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, my boys are wrestlers, too. You know what, Mom? That is a stressful sport to watch. That is the most stressful. I'd rather watch them hit on the football field all day long than the rest. I don't breathe for the entire match, ever. I love this it. This is his sixth year, so I've had six years of really? lack of oxygen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think she, you have a bunch more yet to go on that, yeah. definitely. But Luke's able to do all that, you know, yeah. even, even though he has type 1 diabetes because he's got these great tools that help him to manage it through the pump and the... And the well, it brings to mind what, what schools have to know about type 1 diabetes. Is there any difference? I mean, and like when you've got athletes playing sports that, yeah. that have a condition like that, is there, Absolutely. Do, I mean, is there awareness that needs to go in the educational system? Yeah, too? for sure. And we do, we do um, in partnership with the um, diabetes educators at Strong, we do a school nurse training every fall. Um, and uh, we get, we get, you know, a fair amount of uh, n- nurses that come to that and certainly is open to anyone who is interested. We are um, opening that up also to coaches because with the evidence by Luke, you know, we've the coaches are spending even way more time than the nurses are with the kids. Yeah. I um, mean, it's important to know to recognize the signs of the highs and the lows because, you know, Luke most of the time recognizes those probably, but not yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, and it can be really dangerous if you don't. What is going on in the latest amount of research that's going on nationally? And is there any going on locally, too? Uh, there is not currently any locally in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple, we were funding a study at the U of R a couple of years ago, actually around developing a vaccine, which was super fascinating. Um, but really the biggest, um, I mean, there are six areas that JDR focuses on as far as research goes. One of our biggest projects over the last um, 15 years has been what we call the artificial pancreas, mm-hmm. um, which essentially takes an insulin pump and a continuous glucose monitor and links them together as one oh. um, with, through an algorithm. So it basically tests, tests your blood glucose and tells the pump how much insulin to give. Oh, you. it does. Um, it, yeah, it does it all. And so we there was one that came to market um, about two and a half years ago that was FDA approved. Um, it's from what I've heard, has been amazing for people, especially overnight and keeping levels oh, steady. Oh, sure, yeah. Because right now, if you if you don't have a monitor, you're having to get up and check your kid's blood sugar like in the middle of the night three or four times, setting your alarm oh. to to do that. I mean, we've heard parents all the time that like, you know, they don't sleep for the first 10 years of their after their kid's I diagnosis. I see. You all set? You got, you got monitors and stuff? Yeah, Luke, Luke wears an insulin pump that mm-hmm. is connected to a continuous glucose monitor. I see, he I see. It has top-of-the-line technology and... It is a game changer really? in terms of daily management. Um, and especially with him being so active, mm-hmm. it's really important for us to have a, a live reading of what his numbers are because when he is active, his numbers can drop very, very quickly. Sure, yeah. Um, and not knowing exactly where he stands at any given moment can be very dangerous if he's out on the field or, or involved in something. We have to be able to respond to that quickly. How long have you had this? Um, since I was 
my pump mm-hmm. um, since I was four years old. Since you were four years old, yeah, cool. He's had a, this particular technology he mm-hmm. got about a year ago. Okay. Um, but he's had different versions of. Can you play Fortnite on it? And- Is it built <laughs> <to the neighbor? laughs> no. Huh? It doesn't no? come with any fun games. No, <laughs> no you, games. You can't pick up Netflix for free or anything. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe you know, maybe that's the next thing, you know. It's good, yeah, marketing towards kids. Exactly. Add on Fortnite and uh, Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are here with uh, Sarah, Cynthia, Luke, and Mom Jen, and we're all talking about JDRF, formerly the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Uh, and I know why you shortened the name because it, it, it's quicker. You can say it a lot quicker. And our friends from Summit uh, Federal Credit Union. Um, you know, it's it's cool that your employees volunteer a lot. Oh, uh, they sure Cynthia. do. Uh, it's it's really amazing. I mean, there's something about either the way the summit is or just the people we attract. Mm-hmm. Um, our employees volunteered an average, let's see, it, it was a total of about 6,500 volunteer hours oh. last year. And that's on their own time. That's not for the summit. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? That's that's a lot. How many employees it's, do you have? We have around 230 employees, so that's about... That's like say, uh, about 30-some hours yeah, per employee yeah, just on their own time, not vacation? Oh, no. Just on their no, own, on the side? No, this is on the, on the side. Wow, that's yeah, cool. That's a whole lot of community service coming out of one it place. It really is. That's really fantastic. It makes you wonder, does, does the summit hire people who tend to be giving like this, or does it just working there kind of become that part of the culture? Yeah, it's probably a little of both. Yeah. But um, but we're really proud of our employees. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Sounds like a great place to work and do business with. Really. Is. What's the uh, next fundraiser for JDRF? Uh, you said there's a walk usually. We do. Or? We have our walk on mm-hmm. um, June fifteenth at uh-huh. RIT, um, and uh, Luke's got his his team Fingertips of Steel mm-hmm. is uh, nice. his team name. Uh-huh. Um, that's and- the new movie after Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're the star of it. Okay, so that's so you got, how many people you got on your team walking? Uh, I think we, had, we just um, opened up the team for mm-hmm. people to enroll. So I think we have about 20 people that are committed to doing it, whether uh-huh. they've actually registered or not. I don't know. But um, about 20 now that may grow before the walk. Yeah. Uh, anybody who wants to participate in the walk, I'm sure there's a website to hit. Yeah, you can right? go to walk.jdrf.org. That's easy. And then we you get, can sign we get up. About about 2,000 to 2,500 people there. That's awesome. Yeah. And for people who just want to donate and say they can't walk that weekend, they can throw money at you guys? Absolutely. Okay. We never All say right. no. Okay. Never say no to donations. You can also go to that same website, walk.jdrf.org. Um, mm-hmm. You can pick a team to donate to. You know, um, if your family's ever been um, involved or have been affected by JD, I, I guess. Yeah, sure. um, type one. And um, like my mom had pancreatic cancer. So I lost her to that. So this is kind of like in my circle of uh, interest. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I, you know, if, if you, if you've ever been involved in this or you have someone who's been affected by it, you know how important it is to get the community together. We're raising awareness. I think we're doing this today to try to make some noise for you sure. and uh, whatever you can do to do that. So JDRF dot dot org org. Very yep. easy to do. And even if you don't have any connection to type one, the mm-hmm. complications of type one and type two diabetes are the same. And yeah. we're doing a lot of research around treating the complications as well. Um, and also it's an autoimmune disease. Um, and right. there's so many other autoimmune diseases that I think as we continue to discover why autoimmune diseases develop, mm-hmm. it's going to eventually benefit all of those. Yeah. And diseases. it's all connected, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. We're out of time, but I really appreciate you coming in and giving us some, a little bit more awareness. Luke, you are continued to be a superstar. 
Good luck, man. Good luck in uh, wrestling, lacrosse, and football, and uh, your fight. So thank you for being in the front lines for us on this. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, and thanks for being on Neighbors in Need.